everybody. Welcome back to another edition. It's the Cruise Life Experience Podcast. Mitch. And Mike, I guess we've stopped using cruise directors because people are tuning in. Mitch, do you know that at the time of us taping this episode here today, uh, our episode number three seems to be our highest watch episode. We have uh, over 2,000 views on YouTube alone. That doesn't include Spotify or Apple Music or the other platforms that we're using. Uh, so it's pretty incredible. Yeah, we want to say thanks to everybody that's uh, been listening to the podcast, the first couple that we've been doing, uh, whether it's, yeah, on, we just got added to Apple, or whether you're watching on YouTube, and we really want to hear from everybody as to, um, you know, what you want to hear about, what kind of topics, and who you'd like to see on the show, because we're having fun so far. It's great, actually, the feedback that we've gotten. I know that you've sent me some screenshots and whatnot, and we're going to actually dive into a couple of the questions that were asked via Facebook as people are sliding into our DMs, if you will. Uh, but before we do that, we want to give like a... a sounds like a date. Oh, slide into my DMs. <laughs> uh, before we get into that, I would like to give a huge praise on behalf of both of us uh, for all the cruise lines who are doing a collective effort in getting all the crew members home uh, during these trying times. It's no small feat, and a lot of them are going above and beyond to make sure that, they're, uh, that all the crew members are able to return to their families. Yeah, it's a, a massive process. You're talking tens of thousands on a, a huge amount of crew and the scheduling of over 60 countries and all different sorts of teams and the head offices are working together to make it happen, logistics, government relations, all that kind of stuff, and uh, the different countries, charter flights, private transportation. It's a massive job and uh, you know, shout out to the crew for uh, staying patient with it through it all. It's not easy, but um, yeah, kudos to everybody involved. Yeah, and you know, a lot of the cruise lines are already working on how to get back and how to, you know, what, what processes are going to be in place when we move forward and actually getting the crew back to the ship. So uh, I'm interested to see kind of how all this plays out. I know you've been off since January. Is that correct? Yeah, it was supposed to go back March 16th, I believe, which was uh, three days before they had um, closed down the, the no sale order. They closed the or They told all the Canadians in Canada, don't leave the country, come back to the country. Um, so it was, uh, yeah, just missed signing on. So it's been crazy. Yeah, and I've been off since February the 8th, and I was over in New Zealand, and when uh, P uh, Prime Minister Trudeau said, hey, all Canadians, get back to the country, uh, it was, I got on Expedia or whatever it was, Hotwire or something, and booked a flight home, and uh, that was very, very interesting times, but I think now that a lot of the countries are starting to slowly reopen, um, I think we're maybe over the hurdle and we can start really seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and, and getting back on board soon, or at least starting to think about uh, getting back on board soon. Here's my question for you though. Do you at least have one suitcase packed just in case, you know, Ken Rush gives that call and says, Rich, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> I mean, I, it's happened so many times that I could literally be packed in an hour. It's, I have all my, my work stuff ready in a separate area and oh yeah, Ken has called me. I'll never forget signing off the Radiance in uh, Australia and I was supposed to go home and he's like, actually, guess what? Pack your bags. You're going to the Liberty in Texas. When? Right now. Okay. So here we go. Yeah. All right. So before we continue on, let's talk a little bit about our guest who uh, is a great, great guest today. Yeah, he's a good friend of both of ours, and he's very popular within the cruise industry. And that is none other than Mr. Charlie McDonald working for Spark Cooperative. Now, We'll get into a little bit about what he does and why he's so important to all cruise lines unilaterally. But before we do that, we've got some mailbag questions. Are you ready to do yep. these? Let's all right. do it. 
Uh, first off is Patty from Facebook. She asks us to tell her and everybody else about some of the craziest passengers you've ever met. Be wow. careful. You're under oath. Yeah, Patty said this in and some of the craziest passengers, their craziest stories. And if you had to ask me right away, the one best story that springs to mind, and it's not even funny, but it's just crazy. So that's why we'll share it. It was my first ever contract, 2004, out of Port Canaveral, Sovereign of the Seas. And I still remember seeing this happen off the gangway. So the story was, it's a three-day cruise, Friday to Monday. And this couple came on the ship on Friday. They got married. And on Monday, the husband left with the police in handcuffs. And that was the craziest story. I, wow. I you don't want to know what happened, but I mean, uh, people get crazy sometimes. So uh, anyways, there's that. There's that. Um, there's some really, really awesome stories too. If you're talking about the same one, the same ship, I had a guy do uh, back in the day, back when karaoke superstar was our biggest event. We used to do it in the main theater on the last night of the cruise. Uh, this guy just came out of nowhere he was hiding his talent the whole time. He made it to the finals, but he went through the whole audience. He won the whole competition, and he brought his um, girlfriend on stage. And uh, as he got the crowning winner status, he asked her to marry him, which was another crazy experience I've been through. I mean, we've been through all kinds of cool stuff like that. What about you? Yeah, I, I don't... I, I've forgotten more than I'll ever remember about ships, and that's, that's why, you know... Our, we have a mutual friend, Rich Schwarzenberg. He reminds me of a lot of stories. I will tell you what I remember. It's not necessarily crazy. I mean, it's kind of, it's not crazy. It's not crazy at all. We had some guests out of Galveston, Texas, who used to cruise multiple times a year, multiple times a season when the ships were out of Galveston. And they would bring on some of the most lavish gifts for the crew members because the crew members were like family. And I think that's what's so great about, about cruising. And so they would, I mean, they would bring me moon pies and, and bow tie, like just crazy socks and all this kind of stuff. And it was just, it just blew my mind, the hospitality from the South and the people who cruised out of Texas. It was just, it's, it's unreal because you don't really experience that anywhere else. I mean, Maryland's another good one. Uh, yeah, I was so, going to say Maryland. People are so friendly out there, but it, it's weird how those two ports of call are synonymous with, um, you know, the friendliness and, and how nice everybody is. And it makes our job so much easier. You know what I mean? And oh, yeah. it really does. So it, it's not, sorry, it's not as, as crazy as, as you might say, uh, but it's certainly uh, amazing. Let's put it you that know, what, what, what we'll do, Patty, and anyone else listening and thinking that's fun, we're going to go ahead and think about some more, and then we'll be able to tell them in more depth, in a more story, you know, because getting it uh, like this makes you think on your, on your toes, but we'll come up with some more fun ones to talk about. Sure. Our second mailbag question is from Marina on Facebook. She asks us to talk about the new patents that Royal Caribbean has applied for called SeaFace, S-E-A-F-A-C-E, one word. And I had no idea about this. When you sent this to me, I actually had to do some research. I'm like, I don't know anything about this. And I don't want to speak out of turn. So I'm just going to quote the newspaper articles that I found. Uh, one was from CBS News from the 27th of April. And they say that the patent surrounds a face mask uh, that could be used as uh, for a virus isolation purposes. Uh, no information on what they'll look like or what they could do. But according to the article, it's one of many new ideas being kicked around 
And of course, as we know, with any kind of patent, once something gets out, I mean, you gotta you gotta lay that patent down quickly uh, so that you have rights for it going forward. Um, so if we have more information, we'll pass it on. But uh, interesting new development developments uh, going on as far as future cruising. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean. You know, the the reality is now, you know, people are wearing masks. They're being required certain places. We don't know how long that's going to last. But over in Asia and other parts of the world, it's been standard operating procedure for years. And, um, you know, whether people decide to want to wear one, because some people might want to wear it on the cruise or at certain parts, uh, portions of the cruise. And uh, if you can have a really cool design and almost like a really cool uh, souvenir, that'd be one thing. And, yeah, maybe they're going to just make uh, make them for, as you said, uh if they need them in the medical facility, who knows, but why not? Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes, not just that, but I mean, just getting back to it and kind of what's going to be in place. I know we talked about it on a previous podcast, uh, but things seem to be changing, not only daily, but, um, you know, certainly week to week as we start to slowly creep out of this um, pandemic. And we just want to make sure that everybody's keeping safe and keeping healthy and, and still physical distancing when we can, because at the end of the day, you know, you're a young guy, I'm a young guy. We, we need to protect the people who are vulnerable. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's really where it lies. The people who are most vulnerable, we got to protect them. Our parents, our grandparents, um, they're the ones who we got to take care of. Exactly. Yeah, anything that can be done to uh, make things easier and more safe for everybody is uh, we're all for it. So while we're waiting for a guest, talk a little bit about your hiring process because I'm going to talk, I'm going to share a story with Charlie because he's the one who hired me. Talk, tell everybody about how you got hired. Well, for those that remember, Abe talked about it a few episodes ago, and it's kind of fun to think about when you got hired. And some people have interesting stories, some don't. I mean, might not be that fun for everybody or interesting, but it was interesting for me because it happened so quickly, so suddenly, and I never really expected to be working on a ship. And here we are, you know, almost uh, over six, 16 years later. I mean, I was working a couple different jobs. I was working in radio, in promotions. I was working at a restaurant, a hospital, and I just come out of school. I took marketing, and through school, they had all these different websites you could apply to different companies, and I saw a cruise line, and I'd never been on a cruise. I'd never seen a cruise. I had no idea anything about a cruise ship at all, zero, um, but uh, I applied because it was the only one that was like a free application and the other ones were all charging you fees and I thought that was shady and they were out of Brampton or Burlington, Ontario. I think it was cruisedreamjob.ca. So anyways, I do the job. I do the application. They call me and they say, okay, well, um, you actually have to come down to Toronto for an interview. So I had to drive to Toronto and someone flew down from Miami, did the interview. They called me back next week and said, congratulations, you got the job. It could be anywhere between um, two to six weeks if you, uh, or six months actually, if a position opens, there's not that many ships. I said, great, I hung up the phone, I called my mom. I said, that was great news. Who knows if I'll take the job, but we'll see what happens. 10 minutes later, the lady calls me back and says, oh, there's an opening next Friday. And I didn't even know what to think because I had thought it was going to be maybe six months. I didn't know if I'd go. And I just said, I can't go because I have three jobs. I can't leave just like that. And she hangs up. Thank you. Anyway, she calls me back 10 minutes later and says, okay, well, you can start two weeks today. So you can have plenty of time to uh, give your notice at your jobs. And I didn't even notice. It was so shocking. I had hung the phone. I'd said yes. And that was it. And your life changes instantly. Great. It's how fast paced the cruise industry is. And it's, here's, here's the perfect example. And I know crew members who are listening to this can totally relate. 
when you leave ships and you go home on vacation and you have dinner with your family, tell me you are not the first person done always because you always oh, eat so fast on a ship. You're into the mess, eating back on out to the floor. And, and that just kind of, you get into that, that, you know, that routine. And so yeah. when you come home and you sit down, you eat, and then you're done your meal and everybody else is like three bites in and you're kind of looking around going, Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Happened again. Well, why don't you bring our first guest in as I'll introduce him. Our guest today used to work for a cruise lines uh, before transitioning to a short side position. And now he works for a company called Spark Cooperative, a company which consults on exciting new projects within the cruise and hospitality industry, both at sea and on land, and most recently includes working with Virgin Voyages. Our guest today is none other than Mr. Charlie McDonald. Hello, Charlie. How are you? Great. How are you? Looking good? Looking good yes. as well. I, I like the beard. <laughs> I don't have a choice right now, I think. Um, <laughs> first off, uh, Charlie, before we get into this, we want to thank you for joining us. You're, you're, you've been a very influential person to both people running this podcast. And um, you're the one, obviously, who brought me over to uh, Royal Caribbean. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But we just want to thank you for your time. We know how extremely busy you are. Are you kidding me? Anything for uh, for the Mitch and Mike show? Congratulations, you guys! I, I love what you're doing. I've been watching every uh, every podcast, and great to see you guys out on Apple now. Uh, give you guys a lot of credit for uh, for taking this approach and, uh, and and you know talking about the, the industry that you guys love. And 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 thanks for having me on today. Thank you. Can you go ahead and start? Let's kick things off. For people who don't know you, tell everybody about Charlie McDonald and your journey, especially as it relates to the cruise industry. I think it's probably a lot like everybody else's, right? We, uh, we all accept uh, that first contract, right? And, uh, and we, we, we kind of take a little bit of a leap of faith. Uh, for me, I accepted a six-week contract back in 1998 with Royal Caribbean International. And I always tell people, uh, be careful what you say yes to, because 28 years later, you know, here I am uh, living in Miami, uh, still working in the cruise industry. So that uh, that six week contract has led to just, you know, uh, an incredible career and, and, a, and a life that has been, you know, really kind of spent all throughout uh, the world working on ships and, and, and working in corporate headquarters of Royal Caribbean. Um, uh, that six-week contract lasted six years on the water. Uh, I, I worked uh, in the youth program and started off at Royal Caribbean working in Adventure Ocean. Uh, I spent six years on the water, traveled the world, paid off my student loans, met some of the most amazing friends, as we all have incredible stories about the, the, the people that you meet working on ships, right? I mean, the travel is one thing, right? And the ability to see amazing parts of the world. But, um, you know, I, as we all have friends from all over the world, the special friendships that we all make are, are absolutely incredible. So, um, and obviously at around 30, you know, uh, everything starts turning into Groundhog Day. You know what I mean? You have to make a decision. Am I going to continue to do this with my life? Um, or am I going to make a change? And, and uh, I was lucky enough um, after having an exciting career out there of doing new builds and, and pretty much every itinerary that Royal Caribbean had to offer uh, to transition to the corporate headquarters in 1998 and move to Miami, which has become my home for the past 20 years. I moved into the entertainment department overseeing uh, the youth program. And then slowly but surely over the, the course of 16 years, just took over more and more responsibility within the entertainment organization ultimately uh, overseeing uh, pretty much um, all of operations with entertainment. 
uh, from live entertainment to live music, the guest entertainer program, the youth program, the sports venues and experiences, casting 3,000, uh, uh, you know, entertainment crew members and scheduling. But the most exciting part of, of my job was kind of playing the sponsor of, uh, of designing the new ships and, and, and participating. I had the chance to oversee um, six designs of new classes of Royal Caribbean ships, which wow. for those of you in the industry, you know, uh, you know, I think Royal does an amazing job of designing ships and, and, and building first in class and, 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 and unique experiences and uh, just had an amazing career and absolutely, absolutely loved it. Um, and uh, it's been a big part of my life. You know, my kids grew up sailing. Um, you know, most of my dearest friends um, have been part of the industry. Miami has become my home because of cruise and uh, owe a lot to the wonderful um, time that I had at Royal. Met amazing guys like you and Mitch uh, and so many other people that have been a big, big part of my life. Yes. So for some people that don't know, it's uh, amazing meeting you. But you mentioned at the beginning, Mike, that uh, Charlie hired you. Charlie also promoted me into cruise director. So, you know, some might He's see that. the one. He's some the one to blame. <laughs> oh, man. I still remember when Charlie flew me all the way down to Miami to tell me, and I'll never forget, it was uh, one of the best days ever. So thanks, Charlie. That was awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, uh, both of you guys are insanely talented. And if you haven't had the chance to cruise with either of these guys, I have taken vacations with them. And had the chance to work with them. Two of my favorite cruise directors, Canadian, two of my favorite Canadian cruise directors, not just my favorite Canadian cruise directors, but two of my favorite cruise directors, but uh, they leave it all on the, all on the floor and, 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 and clearly love what they do. So I give you guys a lot of credit. Um, and, you know, Mike, you were, you were an exciting uh, hire from another brand coming in, which I know isn't an easy thing to do. It's one of the best parts about, about your growth, becoming a cruise director and, and kind of homegrown um, uh, employee that, that made it through several different positions, classes of ships, you know, a committed employee that, that kind of went from the, the front lines all the way up to leading uh, the world's largest cruise ship uh, uh, out there as a cruise director. You know, kudos to both of you guys. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for you. the compliments. Um, you did say two favorite Canadian cruise directors. So Casey Pelter, I know you uh, listen to this. <laughs> I stuck on that a little bit. I think he's officially retired from the cruise director ah, role at this point. Yeah. So I, he, he's there's an asterisk next to his name. Oh. <laughs> um, listen, Spark Cooperative. We talked about it before, as you were coming into the uh, in, into the conference here. Tell us a bit about what you do, uh, because it's really intriguing and kind of how broad, it, you know, your company covers, because it's really, really awesome and, and interesting to hear about. Thanks. So, so I had the unique situation, you know, um, I, I worked for Royal Caribbean for, for 23 years and it was the only brand that I ever worked for. And, you know, six years on the water, 16 years in the corporate headquarters and anyone that, uh, that has worked for a corporation understands that, you know, changes happen. Um, and I was lucky enough to um, really have great mentors. You know, my mentor was Peter Compton, who was, you know, one of the, the deans of the cruise industry in terms of entertainment and, a, and an amazing uh, leader and, and provided me, you know, incredible opportunity. Um, and, uh, um, you know, at the towards the end of 2014, there were a lot of organization changes. Um, and I ended up with a new boss and, you know, um, a lot of people can tell this story, um, with reorganization comes change. And I found myself in a situation where, um, I was passed over, uh, 
And then um, after getting passed over, I was let go from the company. Um, and it was a very, very difficult time um, in my life and in, in my career. Um, and uh, um, I had an opportunity to figure out what was next. And, um, you know, there's not many times where you get to hit the pause button in, in, in your life. And, you know, after a couple of decades of um, working at one company, I kind of had the time to stop and assess and figure out what I wanted to do next. Um, I did have the opportunity to return to another big cruise brand and, and head up their entertainment product. Um, and after some uh, dating and, and time, you know, there was an offer on the table and it certainly, um, you know, fed my ego and it would have been exciting to get back out there. But I, I, I chose a, a more entrepreneurial path. Um, and for me, excellent choice for my family, for me personally, you know, the rigors of a, of a corporate job supporting 28 cruise ships around the world and, and 40 plus cruise directors and, um, you know, entering markets all over the world. It's 24 seven, 365. And I did that for 16 years and it certainly takes its grind. So um, I chose to take that entrepreneurial path and, and start my own company. And we started up Spark Cooperative five years ago. Uh, <clears throat> I had a couple of uh, uh, fantastic guys join me as partners. Uh, that worked with me at Royal Caribbean, Ronnie Farzad and Joshua Bells, who both you guys know that worked within the entertainment organization. Um, and together, you know, kind of uh, our last project at Royal Caribbean was challenged uh, by Richard Fain, the, the, the chairman at, at Royal Caribbean, was to create a smart ship, to create the very first smart ship that the industry had seen. Um, and that was Quantum of Seas. And uh, he challenged us to, to act entrepreneurially and report directly to him and to think differently. Um, and really we kind of laugh and chuckle that that was the start of Spark uh, within the walls of Royal Caribbean back then. And, uh, and we took a risk and, and, and five years later, it, it has been a fantastic journey for us. So we work with uh, um, you know, a lot of cruise lines and hospitality brands around the world. Um, you know, about 60% of our work is, uh, is in cruise, about 40% uh, with other hospitality companies. And there's three parts of the business. Uh, we focus on experience design. You know, brands come to us to solve creative challenges and, and, and help them launch brands and design new experiences. Uh, most recently, we spent the last five years helping Virgin Voyages uh, uh, launch their uh, very first ship, the Scarlet Lady. Um, the best piece of advice we got early on from one of our entrepreneurial friends, Ralph Guardiano, that runs a fantastic company called Over Above, was to design um, intellectual property and to own intellectual property. So we've designed a couple of pieces of technology called Set and Go, uh, which are licensable uh, to the hospitality industry, which help brands design the guest experience and design flow and then market those experiences, um, uh, both on board and on property. And then ultimately other brands work with us to outsource their operations. We run uh, and help start up an Indian cruise line called Jalesh Cruises, the very first premium cruise line in India. Uh, we operate the entire entertainment product from cruise ships to guest entertainers to running a youth program, a team of 55 uh, entertainment team members on board. So uh, it's been a really fun journey uh, since leaving Royal Caribbean. And, you know, I owe all of my success to my, my fantastic time there, but it's been really exciting to run my own company and, and, and really take the expertise in cruise and then um, uh, use it for a lot of different brands, uh, uh, both at sea and also, um, and also in land. That's incredible. Awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's a really broad, big, broad brush, but it, you're, you're doing a lot. Now, 
you mentioned Voy Virgin Voyages. Everybody is kind of wondering because there's a lot of innovative stuff going on there. And I've seen a lot of pictures that you've put up on LinkedIn and, and Facebook and whatnot. And I see that Virgin Voyages has a few of my superstars um, who worked with me and our CPA, Ashley Wagner from uh, Canada. And of course, Kieran Nyman from South Africa, one of our sound guys. And so tell us a little bit about how Spark Cooperative is involved with Virgin Voyages and what's kind of exciting about that that is so different from the cruise industry that we've all grown up. Yeah, so, you know, um, for those of you that know anything about Richard Branson, he always gets into industries for one reason, and that's, and that's to obviously shake it up a little bit, but to try to prove it. And, and, you know, he's been, uh, um, you know, an entrepreneur and a businessman that I've always had a lot of respect for. And um, it's been amazing to work with him and his, uh, and his organization. Uh, we, we've been there for the last five years, um, uh, participating in a lot of different unique ways um, in, the, in the planning and the launch of the, of, of the brand and, and, and most recently the Scarlet Lady. Um, so when, when Virgin goes into a business, they, they take a look at it and they don't try to just um, throw everything out and do it completely different. They just try to improve it. So if you take a look at the, at the airline that Virgin has gotten in, you know, they really try to focus on service, right? Friendliness on time, uh, design and onboard, you know, cold experience from the lighting to what's on television to, a, uh, you know, designing a bar and, 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 and a great experience. And in cruise, it was trying to improve um, the people um, didn't like it. So um, number, you know, first off, the, the design of the ship is, is very unique and beautiful. Scarlet Lady, you know, D. Cooper has designed the ship, has done an incredible job. It's a very human scale ship. Um, there are not a lot of very large venues or big spaces. I would, more, I, I would put the design of the ship more towards a, a contemporary boutique hotel. Uh, beautiful human scale and space. Um, uh, very cool designers, worked with some of the, you know, most unique designers around. Um, the next thing that they've addressed is, is no nickel and diming. You know, I think you guys are on the front lines of hearing a lot of things about, about cruise lines, you know, really spending a lot of time trying to drive revenue on board, right? It's very important, uh, but no nickel and diming. So the, the price of the cruise includes Wi-Fi. The price of the, of the cruise includes um, all food. Uh, the price of the cruise includes all of your workouts. Um, so, you know, really um, a different approach to, um, to how to earn money and how to make money and have the brand um, do that. Uh, 20 different eateries. Food is a big part of the brand experience. I can tell you, having been on board, um, across the board, all of the complimentary food venues and, and experiences are as good as um, most ships' specialty restaurants. Um, and that is all part of the cruise package. Um, no kids and teens, which is a big thing. You know, ironically, our very first uh, 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 project with, with Virgin was to design the most unique Virgin-esque uh, kids, and, kids and teens program. And about three quarters of the way through the, through the project, the leadership team said, we're not carrying any kids and teens, but we love what you've done here. Can we do this for the whole ship? So a uh, big differentiator, wow. no kids and teens. Uh, so um, I think there's a lot of people that love cruising that don't want to be um, surrounded by the thousands of kids and some of the larger brands. Um, and, and I think that's going to attract a lot of different um, cruisers um, to come onto that ship. 
Uh, from an entertainment perspective, um, certainly a very, very different approach. I would say that the design and the approach of the entertainment experience is um, a lot more festival-like. Uh, there is no way that you're going cool. to be able to experience everything. Um, music is a huge part of the brand. You know, uh, Richard Branson started in the music industry. Uh, music is a big part of the Virgin brand. Um, the venue music throughout the entire ship, you know, most ships have used the PA system for the, for the background venue music and, and kind of crank out uh, venue music through the, the same PA system. They've actually doubled up with an amazing Bose uh, sound system throughout the entire ship for background venue music. And Mike, as a DJ and a lover of music, you'd appreciate the, you know, everywhere you go, the, 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 the sound um, in each venue is absolutely incredible. Uh, a very DJ forward uh, brand. Um, Mark Ronson's going to be coming on doing uh, doing sets. Sophie Tucker, uh, Diplo um, is going to be doing sets. Um, so the 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 onboard entertainment experience certainly feels feels very different. Um, the manor is their nightclub. It acts as a theater as well. Probably uh, the most kick-ass nightclub at sea that I've ever seen rivals pretty much any major. Um, a city club in the world. Uh, the back line in that in that place is is like most um, entertainment theaters in major sh on major ships. Um, and then the shows are 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 super unique. No Broadway, uh, no uh, production shows, no traditional cast of singers or dancers. Um, and uh, I'm sorry to say, fellas, um, no crew director. Yeah, we heard, we heard. So that was one of our big projects to work closely with the team to, I hate to say it, eliminate the cruise director role. Um, uh, Spark has um, uh, worked closely with the Virgin brand to, to come up with an approach that does not have one person as kind of the face of the, of, of the brand, but 15 unique uh, uh, personas and, and kind of um, happenings cast members that, if you will, share and interact with uh, with guests in a unique way, and they all have their moments. So cool. Um, and then also our software uh, called Go kind of uh, designs and plans the is at the heart of the guest experience and, and markets the whole guest experience on board. Um, and uh, we put together a, an installation team of several, uh, you know, core uh, uh, folks that we've worked with in the past at Royal to assist us and brand. And we look forward to getting back out there a little bit later this summer and, and, and giving the, the Scarlet Lady her, her time. It's going to be a great ship. I think it's going to be uh, super exciting for the cruise industry. You know, I think it's, it's probably the most exciting thing since, since Disney came um, into the industry in terms of something new, you know, and it's, and, and, and something as big as the Oasis class in terms of excitement for, for, for the industry. And uh, it certainly is a very different approach to cruising. And the, uh, um, I think a lot of new people will come to cruising because of the, of the ship and the brand. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be interesting. A lot of cruise lines are moving towards that, you know, changing the role of cruise director, back of house management. And uh, I can't wait to see what Virgin does with it. Should be interesting. Very cool. Yeah. Before, you know, we, we talked about this earlier, Mike. We thought, um, Mike and I thought, we might not get enough time to talk through everything we wanted to talk through. So we wanted to leave it open, say maybe we invite you back another time to keep going. But I want to just quickly, and I mean, we probably don't have too much time to talk about it in depth, but 
Oasis um, was one of the best things that we were involved in. And at least for me, maybe a, a crowning achievement for you in your time with the Royal Caribbean, the biggest, baddest cruise ship in the world. And I just want to quickly touch on one of my favorite stories ever in cruising. And it was um, on the crossing where we decided to have the biggest party at sea in one of the crown loft suites. <laughs> and it was Charlie was the bartender. And I mean, I don't know how that goes down for you, but it goes down as one of the best parties I've ever been involved in. I, that I can remember. I, um, you know, we can tell parts of the story on the, uh, on the podcast here, I think Mitch, but, uh, uh, but certainly we followed all the USPH rules. I think Jeanette Lowry can confirm to that. And, Want to thank Ken Taylor for for offering up his lost suite, and uh, but but certainly uh, you know that you know hard to believe a decade ago you know we 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 launched that 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 ship and uh, certainly um, you know the most complex and and exciting uh, a project that I've ever been a part of, and I have a hard time believing I'll I'll be part of anything as as big and exciting uh, as that maybe ever again. I'm not sure the industry will. We'll see anything um, as as big as and, and complex as that project in a long, long time. Yeah, agree. All right, let's do name association, Charlie. You have no idea what I'm going to ask you here. I'm just looking for a few short words about the person or object or thing that I mention. Uh, first thing that comes to your mind, name association. We're going to start off. Actually, it was on my list. Peter Compton. Peter Compton. Hmm. The master. Nice. Anthony Richards. Mm. Um, uh, best impressions around. Okay. Dallas Cowboys. Certainly not as good as my Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> James Andrews. Best Australian cruise director to work in India in the business. John Shaw. Oh my goodness. Um, the boy knows how to eat Indian curry. And, and, I wouldn't do a, and, and I wouldn't do a project or a new build or startup or revitalization without him. And last but least, uh, the, he'll be our next guest on the next podcast. I'd uh, like to know what you think, uh, Mr. Richard Spacey. Mr. Spacey, uh, probably the most energetic and funniest onstage cruise director I have ever seen in my life. More energy than any guy, uh, bar none. Great. Amazing. Listen, we want to thank you for taking some time out of your busy day. It looks like to say that this podcast is for any cruise employees, any guests, anybody who is a cruise enthusiast and just goes to show how small of a world this is. Uh, and, and, and how close everybody is. Everybody thinks that the cruise lines are at each other's throats. And that, you know, is a perception that maybe is drawn out in the media or whatnot. But truly, especially in these times, we're all working together trying to get back out there to deliver that product to our guests. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for stopping in. And uh, all the best. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks, fellas. Take care of yourselves. Talk soon. Great guy. Great guy there. Amazing oh, yeah. guy, amazing guy, and I know I know you'll have a chance to um, to watch this. And we I, we didn't really get into it, so I thought I would very quickly say uh, when he hired me, I came into Miami and um, drove me around, drove me up to the studios, showed everything, and I was coming over from NCL, right? And he goes, "Why did you leave NCL?" And <laughs> he did. He asked me, and I said, um, "Well, I was let go." 
And he's like, okay. And he, and he's paused like wanting more. And so I told him, and for those out there who know, they know, but for those out there, uh, it wasn't performance based. It, uh, it was a, a stupid mistake by a young person, uh, violating one of our cardinal rules. Um, <laughs> but he said to me, he goes, I'm, I, I know the answer. I just wanted to know what you were going to say. He goes, and I'm so impressed that, you know, you told me the truth. And I go, yeah, but that's who I am and that's who we are. And at that moment, he's like, good, he's, we're going to offer you the job. And um, I mean, it was just great. And so if you take anything away, uh, people often make mistakes. Um, we'll start anew and be given second opportunities. Uh, always tell the truth. I'll always stay on the up and up and, and, uh, and let that guide you. Yeah, you're right. And that is one of the best things about the cruise lines and the industry as a whole. Yeah, you, we've touched on it a few times. They're amazing. The, the chances that you get, the opportunities to be promoted from within. You heard Charlie starting as a youth staff, making his way all the way up to heading the entertainment and what he's done now. It's just uh, inspiring. And um, a lot of people, I've heard many of the same stories like you, where they've gone, gone to a different cruise line and yep. maybe they were let go for doing something against the rules. And you know what? They, it's like blank slate. You're a, you know, we heard you're a great employee and we give you a second chance. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I could be humbled just like he was in his interview. You know what I mean? I think everybody can step away and be like, yeah, you know what? We're younger. We make stupid mistakes and we learn from them. That's the most important thing. Listen, it's been a great podcast. I'm looking forward to getting uh, Richard Spacey on next episode. I think that... Oh, man. I've been waiting. That could be wild. Um, over, under, if you think he's going to wear a headband or some sort of ridiculous outfit. I'm just wondering what kind of socks he'll be wearing. And I mean, <laughs> Charlie said he has the most energy and it's true. If you, you know, I have him on Facebook, he's still doing stuff, crazy stuff on online all the time. Great guy. And um, yeah, so it'll be fun. Yeah. Look forward to it. Hey, listen, uh, for all you cool cats and kittens out there, stay safe. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Remember, subscribe to the podcast, find us on YouTube, subscribe and uh, any more information, topics that you want to hear about. Send us a message. Slide into Mike's DMs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Take care. Roy for me.